ladies and gentlemen. Too late to be known as John the First, he's sure to be known as John the Worst, the pox on that phony King of England. For this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Yeah, that pox. Absolutely <laughs> that pox. On that phony king. Yes. Hells yeah. <laughs> Cue music. I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Oh, oh, Doc. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Boring conversation anyway. Why, hello. Hi. Hey there. <laughs> I'm a Fulia Kantarmaja. I'm Wayne Stellini. Welcome to a podcast called Fred. Welcome indeed. <laughs> oh my goodness. Fulia, this is episode 112. It is. But have we not reached around 200 all up? Yes, we have. <laughs> yes. So when 200 we 200 episodes since we started podcasting. My goodness. Absolutely. So, when we think about a podcast called Fred and its weird cousin Friday Nights at Fred's, it's 200 yeah. episodes, baby. <laughs> yeah. Woohoo! Yes, and we're doing it in style, self-isolating. Myself oh, and the yeah. Fred Shed in Melbourne and Fulia, you are? I'm in Wollongong. In Wollongong. <laughs> Time, distance, airborne viruses and diseases can't stop us putting out a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, Wayne, what have you been up to this week? Oh gosh, well, let's see. <laughs> Look, I checked the I checked the mail at one stage. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> not That's not much exciting. coming in, really. Not much coming in. <laughs> um, yeah, so I did that. Uh, yeah, look, have been have been uh, just you know looking after myself as best I can. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a bit under the weather actually in the middle of the week, so oh, that was a bit of a, a, really? bit of a downer. Yeah, but um, but seem I've seemed to come out on the other other side of it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, still trying to get some fresh air every day, watching yeah. some movies, catching up on some TV. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Just, you know, a, a little bit of writing, not not really getting much of the groove for it. The the wave of inspiration has uh. died down a little bit, but that's okay. Uh, it will come when it needs to come. I don't believe in, in writer's block, really. I think you'll just create when you need to. Mm. And uh, you can force yourself to write stuff. <laughs> yes, you can. You can. Know, you can. Not, uh, not you necessarily going to be good, but no, you know. <laughs> it isn't. Um, sometimes it's good just to write something, just so you you're still you know keeping your brain active, I suppose. Uh, yeah. But yeah, look, that, that's really been me. Fully. You know, been watching some stuff. Uh, one mm-hmm. of those things we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yes, unfortunately. <laughs> yes, uh, I've been listening to a uh, to a few podcasts as well. Yeah, nice. Yeah, which is which is pretty cool. Uh, mostly things relating to queer history and mm-hmm. contemporary issues with the queer community. So that's been really good. Awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, but yeah, just really, I've been watching a lot of TV. <laughs> <laughs> As everybody else has been. Yeah, in isolation. I, I, yeah. <laughs> but I've been I've been trying to watch ev- like 
things that are new to me. So, mm-hmm. I mean, stuff that even goes back 40, 50 years, it does not matter. But me watching things for yeah. the first time, I'm just, I really, you know, whilst I love revisiting things that I've, that I've seen before, I really want yeah. to, while I've got the time to say, oh, you know, I've been wanting to get around to that. Let me watch this. Let me watch that. Um, yeah. I did revisit though. Uh, Saturday Night Fever, which I haven't seen in quite a few years. Oh, that's one I haven't seen, actually. Yeah, well, it's such an interesting movie in terms of the way it's marketed, what the actual film is, the way we remember it, or the way we think about it. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't align, Fulia. They do not align. (laughs) Um, But I'm not going to talk about Saturday Night Fever, um, except that I do highly recommend it, because I'm going to save that for a Fred Watch discussion. So the uh, other podcast that I host. Mm, And I'm going to say that because I was just blown away by watching this movie. I just enjoyed it about a million times more uh, the second time around. The other night when I watched it, (laughs) I got so much more out of it. I think you have to be of a certain age to really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. and have been watching a lot of YouTube videos of people analysing it and discussing it as well and learning oh. about the history of this film. It also has one of the greatest film soundtracks ever as well. Yes. <laughs> with the Bee Gees. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So revisiting Saturday Night Fever has probably been my highlight. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> In terms of what I've been watching. Um, the, low, <laughs> you know, the low point, we'll discuss later. Okay. <laughs> hint, hint. Didn't realise there was going to be a low point, but okay. Uh, uh, we're in self-isolation. There's highs and lows, about several of them every day. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. Fulia, how has your week been, my dear? Oh, my goodness. My week, um, funnily enough, it's gone really quickly, even though I haven't been doing much. Great. <laughs> That's great. Which is which is weird, but yeah. this have you, for have you me had a highlight? is um look, I think the only highlight I can probably say is um a particular theater show that I got to watch online, mm. uh, which I will discuss later on. Ooh, um, we're previewing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lots. Um apart from that, just like you, I've been doing a lot of binge watching of shows you know, um, watched the, um, a couple of different things. Um, one of the shows that I've been watching uh, that really caught my interest was um, a Netflix show called The Story of God with Morgan Freeman. Mm. Um, yeah, I've heard of this I, show. I, yeah, I just I got really interested in it because um, he goes through and sort of um, discovers, uh, you know, how the different religions you know, uh, were created, you know, why they believe in God, what gods they do believe in, you know, Mm. because, um, you know, especially in Hinduism, there's like lots of different gods that they pray to. Um, Yeah. And, you know, that he goes, he goes to different um, religious and holy um, locations around the world. One being Jerusalem, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, yeah, it's just, there's, it's really interesting for a person like me who um, I'm, I, I consider myself to be agnostic, so mm-hmm. I don't know what's out there, yeah. but watching this, it sort of just gives me a, an idea of what people believe in um, yeah. and why they believe in it. So for me, it's more of a, Uh, a learning so that I can then go so that I can actually respect everybody's, you know, religious beliefs. Well, that's what it's all about. You don't have to, yeah, yeah, you don't have to believe and agree with 
with people. Uh, you just no. have to respect that everyone has their own beliefs, and especially if that makes them a loving and beautiful person, well, then that can only be a good thing. Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I learned about uh, the world's religions and their development and um, when they first surfaced and people's different beliefs when I studied world history in university. Oh, yeah. And I found it really, yeah, I found it really interesting. I find all religions really fascinating. I have my own beliefs and uh, yeah. my beliefs contradict um, other people's beliefs. But, yeah. you know, I'm somebody who has always been surrounded by people with differing beliefs and I'm always interested in what other people believe. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it, you know, it doesn't doesn't impact me. People don't hurt me. Uh, no. So I, I, you know, and I'm a, a curious person. So I'm always interested to see how other people practice their beliefs and and so forth. Um, and I think that that's again that can only be a good thing because that just makes people more loving and accepting. Uh, when yeah, you surround exactly. yourself with lovely people, um, it doesn't really matter what they think, say, do, or believe. Uh, it can only be good things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's why sort of um, this particular Netflix show. Uh, really got me interested because now I've now I've learnt a lot more about what other people believe in. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, so you enjoyed it. So oops, maybe I should throw that on my list. Um, I I finally finished Tiger King actually, Fulia. Oh really? Myself. I did. I did finish it. It did not take long. Um, oh no. Yeah. What'd you it's... think of it? <laughs> Look, it's not really a show I would. It's funny. It's not one that you'd really recommend because hmm. it's 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 trashy. Look, it's trashy TV. It's not. You can tell it's not the <laughs> documentary series that the filmmakers wanted to make, but they found themselves in this tangled web of rednecks <laughs> who wow. are fighting over big cats, and <laughs> he said, she said, and all of this type of thing. Um, I'm grateful for the memes that it has produced. I'm grateful that when somebody curses Carol fucking Baskin, I know exactly what that means. Um, (laughs) And that's kind of the new expletive now. Um, And look, uh, Netflix has said, and it should actually be out now, I believe, that they've actually put an additional episode to the series now, which is oh. like a, a bit of a, an interview uh, reunion with some of the participants in the series okay, as follow-up. So I need to now follow up on that one. So even though mm. it is kind of train wreck TV and it's a difficult one to recommend, uh, I'm going back to it. <laughs> um, you know, as uh, I was talking to my sister who had seen it first and recommended it, she said, just watch it. It's very messed up. I was like, yes, I'm sure it is. And then you don't realize how messed up everyone is until you watch it. Wow. Um, yeah, it's true. She she said to me, she goes, it's kind of just one of those shows, just so you know what everyone's talking about. Uh, yeah. And I, and I agree. It's one where the uh, the truth is stranger than fiction. Um, yeah. <laughs> if uh, fully, if I presented a script of these people's lives and how the, their stories unfold and intertwine and interlock, uh, you would probably hit me over the head and say, Wayne, this is the most ridiculous, stupidest thing you've ever thought of. <laughs> um, it is beyond belief. <laughs> Or oh, you would pat goodness. me on the back and go, wow, that's some imagination you've got there, mate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. Um, yeah, Fulia, I don't think it's a show for you. Um, no, I don't think so. But I would be curious to know what you thought about it, to be honest. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, just watch the po- maybe just watch the first episode, actually. Maybe mm. just watch the first episode and get back to me. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I'll think about it. <laughs> just watch the first episode. 
Oh my goodness. Um, I dare you to watch the first episode. <laughs> it's got kitty I said cats I'd in think there. about it. <laughs> you're so not thinking about it. Let's not pretend you're thinking about it. You've dismissed it. All my references uh, will go in one ear and out the other, over your head, through the door. I'm not going to bother. I'm going yep. home. Oh, wait. Yep, I am pretty home. Much. Yep, okay. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yes. I'm moving to the other room. Yeah. <laughs> so you've had a good week. <laughs> it's been an all right week. Um, I've also been uh, just doing a second run through of uh, the highly acclaimed sitcom Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I've been continuing on with my Legend of Korra series um, and also watched um, a Facebook video that um, was called Saturday Night Passover Seder, hmm. which um, is a Jewish, I think, Easter, I believe. The way uh, they celebrate their own, I think it's kind of like their own little holiday they have during the Easter period called Passover. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Passover is, um, yeah, it's, it's a significant time in, mm. in, on the Jewish calendar. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's sort of... It, it's about the liberation of the Israelites from um, Egyptian slavery. So yeah, if you yeah. think about, so, yeah, the story of Moses um, is mm. what it does. Yeah, it goes for about about a week. Yeah. So um, what happened is uh, this Facebook video was a little over an hour long. So it's about seventy minutes, and it's got so many different, um, you know, artists and actors that have come together to put this um, particular, we'll say, show together. Um, you know, explaining what Passover is about, the story, um, what they do to celebrate it, um, you know, the food, the wine, the, you know, the what the children have to do, mm. um, all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, so it was really interesting to sort of watch um, and, you know, see how they celebrate their so own So had you already had holiday. some idea because of the Morgan Freeman documentary? No, they didn't really talk about um, they didn't really talk about the Passover holiday itself, um, but they have sort of mentioned where um, most of the beliefs sort of came from and how mm. it all started. Uh, so I had like a teeny idea of what it was suppo- what it's actually about, but right. I had no idea what the holiday entailed. Oh, okay, nice one. So this yeah. one was a bit more yeah. of an in-depth look at it. Yeah. Yeah, and it was it was it was done sort of lightheartedly, sort of like a little bit of entertainment. They had music, um, they had so many different actors. Um, you know, they had Ale- um, Jason Alexander open the show, yeah. and and they did this little sort of uh, song that they made up um, because it's quarantine, because <laughs> yeah. everyone's quarantined. So and they made it sort of like almost like a Jewish thing, but. You know, just, you know, they're just saying, stay home. <laughs> Actually, Fulia, speaking of gorgeous Jewish people and staying yes. home. Yes. Did you watch Fran Drescher and team do the table read of the Nanny pilot episode? I did. <laughs> I personally adored it and was smiling all the way through it and could imagine and could so picture cute. everything that was happening. I liked that they did cut yeah. away to some yeah. scenes from the episode when there was action and it was lovely was seeing so uh, almost the entire original cast. It was wonderful. 
Yeah, it was so much fun to watch. Um, yeah, it's it's a little bit it's a little bit sort of uh, surreal to actually see them do a table read versus yeah. actually watching the pilot episode. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. And but it I mean, was just it was so good to just see them all in the same you know room. We'll they, put them in quotation marks. <laughs> yeah, but they had they had so much fun with it though. Like yeah. uh, you know Nicole, Tom, and and Sh- and Charles Shaughnessy specifically had their own little props there as well, and yeah. <laughs> which oh was my which goodness. was gorgeous. When Maggie had yeah. a transformation, that was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I I I enjoyed watching that. That was so much fun. I, I yeah. literally um I I usually the moment I wake up, I'll grab my phone and just go through the basic notifications that I've gotten. All of a sudden, um the it popped up on my feed, and I was like, you know, what, I'm gonna watch this. And you know what? I watched it lying in bed, and it was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. A testament yes. to such a to how great a show the nanny and that was at the time and still is. Um, yes. I, I've, I've been a fan for so many years. I love the oh, nanny yeah. so much. It yeah. is, it is such a good show. It's definitely yeah. worth the watch. If you love your sitcoms. Yeah. And you know what? It holds up really well. It holds it up really well. <laughs> Almost 20 years later, it holds up really yeah. well. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Ah, uh, just who's your favorite character? Uh, you know what? Uh, it's CC Babcock. Of course. You know, now the reason why I say this is, and, and you know, you love them all for their own different reasons. I mean, it, let's be honest, it's difficult yeah. to, to pick anyone but Fran Fine. Like, it, because yeah, she course. is just the spirit, the soul, the heart of the show. I love her. But you could mm. rattle off why every single character is your favourite. It's one of those shows. Yeah. You know, I, but for me, because the CC Niles dynamic is what everyone loves and with good reason. <laughs> uh, and for me, CC is the straight man in, in the comedy duo. And yeah. I always love the straight man more than the, more than the jokester, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. uh, so if I had to really narrow it down, it would have to be, uh, it would have to be uh, Lauren Laner's as as uh, CC Babcock. Oh, I think it's just goodness. such a beautifully fine-tuned performance. She is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, yeah. Still absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> and I just I love the subtleties of of her performance. Uh, oh but, my goodness. But, but it's it so hard so to pick good. a favorite though. Like I love yeah. Meta as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mr. Sheffield. I just love how uptight oh, he is Mr. and Mr. Again, Mr. You know, Sheffield, man. Oh. Um, side note, how sexy does he still look? Like, I I, know. Shame on him for getting sexier as he gets older. But that's beside the point. Oh my goodness. Very, very talented man. Uh, But again, it's like, you know, if you're looking at like Fran and and Maxwell, you've got a comedy duo there and he's the straight man. If oh, you don't, you know, yeah, exactly. so it's just, yeah. it's the, the characters are so well paired together in their own yeah. little groups and their own different dynamics. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, it was so much fun. I'm, I'm a big fan of Niles. Yes. He's the, he's the audience favorite. He's always been the audience favorite. <laughs> like, even though you don't see him very much in the episodes, when you do see him, the little one-liners that he comes up with are the best. Well, <laughs> it's it's a testament to how clever the show is written 
because yeah. they don't overdo it with Niles and with exactly. Cece as well. You know, they have little moments. Even when they're main parts of the plot line, they're never front and centre all the time. Yeah. Um, and it's again, it's like with, with Niles, Daniel Davis's uh, subtleties in his performance are absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely oh, amazing. Gosh. So good. I love that. Name. Yeah. Yeah. But that, yeah. So I think, I think the nanny table read was probably also one of our highlights of the week, I think. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I can definitely say that was a highlight of my week. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, let's jump into some nerdy news. Let's do it. Someone's waiting. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom. The hostess with most S. Mr. Black. Take it away. Mr. Black. Hello, I'm Mr. Black filling in for the Kendall Richardson with this week's nerdy news. We begin today's bulletin with the sad news that Honor Blackman has died at the age of 94. Ms. Blackman was best known for her roles as Pussy Galore in the James Bond film Goldfinger, starring Sean Connery, and as Catherine Gale in in TV's The Avengers. And of course, that's the beloved British series and not the forgettable superhero program that has no reason to exist. Canadian actor Logan Williams, best known for playing the young Barry Allen on the Flash TV series, as well as Max Johnson on Supernatural, has passed away at the age of 16. In film and television news, Disney is set to produce a CGI adaptation of their classic 1973 animated picture, Robin Hood, in which all the characters were portrayed by animals. The film is planned to go straight to their Disney Plus streaming service. The Friends reunion has been delayed due to the coronavirus and will not be available as originally planned when HBO Max launches in May. Rob Lowe is in talks with Ryan Murphy to adapt the story of Tiger King Joe Exotic into either a scripted series or a movie. This has been Mr. Black with the Nerdy News, reporting for a podcast called Fred. Back to you, Fulia and Wayne, in your respective studios. Oh my goodness, not a lot of news this week, but... Not a lot, but big stories. Big stories, I was just about to say, exactly, so... What what particular piece of news hit you the most? Well, look, it was it was sad to to hear that Honor Blackman had passed away. A yeah. popular Bond girl as Pussy Galore in Goldfinger, which is one of the stronger entries in the Bond franchise. But look, she lived to the glorious age of ninety four. What a wonderful innings and a wonderful legacy, forever remembered in popular culture. Yeah, so definitely. that was sad. Um, Probably even more sad, though, was the passing of Logan Williams. Now, so um, young. I, now, look, I haven't seen the Flash TV series. I haven't seen Supernatural either. But the fact that this boy was obviously really talented, but and only sixteen, has left us uh, sad. Oh man. Um, yeah, and and beyond words, and, and and I feel for his family Definitely. as well. Um, that that was really sad. Um, look, we had the Friends reunion as well. Yeah. Um, Look, I have to say, I'm a, I'm a fan of, of Friends, the TV series, but... Yeah, uh, me too. Th- th- and this was... I would have watched this as more of a curiosity thing. I didn't... It's not something that I particularly needed in my life. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I was happy to see it. But, look, it's something that will happen once things calm down. And, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and I don't know if I need a, a tiger 
Tiger King, <laughs> um, scripted series, um, mm. because, you know, we've already learned a lot about Joe Exotic and what was going on. Uh, I don't think I need another rendition of it. Um, no. And for a series, because fully, believe me when I tell you, hun, a lot happens in this series, so much so. Like, again, you can tell <laughs> the, the the filmmakers wanted to make a really serious series, doco series, about uh, tigers in captivity, and they yeah. got distracted by everything that was going on with these people. Because just when yeah. you go down one rabbit hole, you find another one and then another one and then another one. Um <laughs> So, yeah, you definitely could not pack it into a movie, I don't think. And but no. if you did, you had to pick you have to pick one um element of the multi-level story. Mm, um okay. and look, one that I I'm I'm sure you have a strong opinion about as well uh is Disney's remake of Robin Hood. Um, oh, why? This was a huge part of my childhood. I had it on VHS. Yes. Loved it. Um, I own it on DVD because I absolutely love it. F- such fond memories. I love everything about the animated movie. Um, look, I guess it was inevitable. They're going to do a Lion King with it. Yeah. And CGI it with real animals, I suspect. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> um, that's what I think they'll do. Um, it'll get the Disney Plus streaming service. It's not. Uh, I can see why it wouldn't go to the big screen, though, because Robin Hood yeah. was one of those movies that... Um, critics didn't particularly like at the time and then it had a bit of a resurgence of popularity and then people are like ah it's not that great yes it is it's a contentious entry but I've got so much nostalgia for it I love it Uh, yeah me too like uh, Robin Hood for me was the one film that I would watch on repeat um, as a child and you know I've literally memorized the whole movie (laughs) oh it's absolutely gorgeous I love it I think it's so sweet it's one yeah. of my favourite tellings of the Robin Hood narrative. Oh, I um, love it. And I think that Maid Marian is still one of the most beautiful, um, you know, Disney female characters ever. Yes. A beautiful vixen. She's so gorgeous and so beautifully performed. <laughs> I love the music. I love the animation style. I just love, again, everything about it. I love the humour in this as well. It's oh, so good. Absolutely. Yeah, it has me in hysterics. <laughs> One of the things, though, I I do want to say is that I would really be curious to watch this movie. Uh, It's not one that I wanted. It's not one that I needed in my life. But after approaching the Lion King remake with Mm. cynicism and excitement as a mixture, because cynicism, when I heard about it, excitement when I saw the trailers, then cynicism again when I heard people talking about it and not loving it, and then curiosity and watching it and actually really enjoying it. Like, I think, again... Doesn't hold a candle to the original animated film, but no. it is such a good, entertaining, beautiful-looking, strong movie. Like, I'm actually a fan of the remake of The Lion King. I think it's a really good movie. So oh, I f- really? Yeah, I, I really do. I actually think it's a really good film in its own okay. right. Totally yep. unnecessary. And yeah. again, not as good as the original. Um, I And I don't like that uh, Scar's song Be Prepared was cut down because Scar is my all-time favourite Disney villain. Don't mind his look in this, but don't, you know, didn't love it, but didn't mind it either. Um, So I did have some gripes with the film, but for me it was, I I was so surprised at how much I enjoyed it and I thought it was so beautifully animated. Um, So I'm expecting that level, that quality for Disney Plus, even though it's not going into the big screen. Um, Mm. So, again, not one I needed, not one that I particularly want, but because I've seen what Disney can do with CGI 
animals in the way of Lion King. I'm curious, and I will watch uh, the remake of Robin Hood. Uh, Fulia, your thoughts about this week's nerdy news? Okay, well, um, definitely, um, definitely upset to hear that uh, we lost um, on a uh, Blackman and Logan Williams. That's wow, Logan Williams at such a young age. Like mm. I couldn't. As soon as I heard this, I was like, really, sixteen? Yeah, poor thing. Oh my goodness, yeah. Um, the Friends reunion, well, look, to be honest, I didn't even know it was confirmed to go ahead to in the first place. Right. <laughs> um, all I heard was, you know, rumors and stuff like that and people, you know, that the producers were still in talks about it. Um, I heard that it was confirmed, but I didn't think it was a hundred percent confirmed. Um, but but now that I see this particular news, it's definitely been confirmed. But because because of the COVID nineteen you know lockdowns and quarantines, unfortunately they can't go ahead with it just yet, um, which is fair enough. Uh, look, like you said, it's probably not really necessary, not something that I need because I'm a big fan of Friends as well. Mm. Um, but. It'd be nice to sort of see what they decide to do, like kind of like what they did with Will and Grace, and just see what they would be like in today's time. Well, yes, because this reunion really was just. I my understanding is it was all the just the cast members together, and it was like a chat show. Ah, oh, okay. I thought. Uh, see, I keep thinking that it's an actual like episode or like a a TV movie or something like that. No, as far as I'm, no, um, as far as I'm aware, uh, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but memory tells me that, yeah, no, it was, it was a, just a cast reunion. It wasn't anything along the lines of say, uh, Will and Grace and, and scripted okay. storylines or anything like that. Right. Right. Which is okay. what something well, I would have probably preferred. Yeah. That, that, that's something that I would have preferred too. Now, now that you tell me this, um, but Look, it, it'd be it'd be nice to have them all together in the one room and have them all have a chat. Like I know that from different um, talk shows that they've been on separately. Um, most recently was um, uh, Matt LeBlanc on the Kelly the Kelly Clarkson show, and um, he he's still doing his own thing with um, Man with a Plan, mm. which is a which is, which is a sitcom series, and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> to see him playing a dad. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, apart from that, like, you know, um, Jennifer Anderson, she's in films at the moment. Um, uh, haven't really heard much from Courtney Cox or uh, uh, who are the other ones? Um, David Schwimmer. um Matthew Perry, I haven't really heard from either. Like the last thing that I saw him in was um, the Odd Couple, mm. uh, the the remake series sitcom that they did a few years ago. Yeah, well, Matthew Perry's sort of been to to hell and back, really. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, and um, oh, what? Lisa Kudrow. Lisa Kudrow. <laughs> My goodness, it's it's so hard to remember their actual names when you can only remember their character names. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa Kudrow, I haven't really like the last thing I saw her in was in an episode or a couple of episodes of The Good Place. Oh, okay. Like during during the last 
the last few episodes of The Good Place. Nice. Which was really nice to see because she still has that humour. <laughs> yeah, she's a wonderful talent. They all are, yeah. really. Yeah, they all are. They, they, they definitely are, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, having this sort of reunion would be nice to see where everyone's at, like the ones that we haven't really heard from, mm. especially. Um, but, yeah, well, we're not going to be able to see it for a while now. Um, no, have no interest in Tiger King, so I'll just skip that completely. <laughs> Um, you don't want to get to meet Carol Baskin? Who? <laughs> you don't want to meet Carol Baskin? Who's that? <laughs> She's a part of the Tiger King story. <laughs> uh, no, I'm when good. anything goes wrong, you just curse Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to say it like a redneck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Um, going, going back to, um, yes, I'm completely ignoring it because I don't know anything about it. Um, so going back to Robin Hood, um, Mm -hmm. look, I'm scared that it's going to be the same as the way that Lion King came out. Like, don't get me wrong. The CGI was wonderful in the Lion Lion King. Um, I'm just scared of the way that they're going to do the same thing where there's no sort of emotional expression on their faces, which is what was really missing. And I didn't like that about Lion King. Wow. Okay. You didn't feel, you didn't find that in Lion King. Hmm. No, no, I didn't see the, the way, you know, the very emotive expressions that they had in the actual Disney original mm. when they did the CGI because obviously they're trying to keep them look as realistic as possible. Exactly. They but... want you to feel like you're watching National Geographic. Exactly. <laughs> the only thing is it's not National Geographic. It's a bloody Disney film. It and is, which is based it's... on Shakespeare anyway. Yeah. And I'm just sort of, I'm, I'm worried that if they take Robin Hood in the same light, they're not going to get as many viewers on it. I, I'll still watch it because I be, I'm going to, I'm curious as to see how they actually end up uh, creating it yes. um, and what they decide to go with. Um, but I'm, I'm like I said, I'm just, I'm worried that like they've done with, with, you know, Scar's song in the Lion King, they're going to be cutting some of these really wonderful songs in Robin Hood short. We've got to have that to... phony King of England. Ex- oh man, if that's not in there, I won't be happy. <laughs> <laughs> and like, there's so many iconic scenes from Robin Hood that it, it it just doesn't. It's not going to work if they decide to keep them in their natural animalistic ways. This is the thing, though, with Robin Hood, you you can't. No, because. You can't. You know, they're, they, act- they, they, they're, they're they walk, acting like humans. Yeah, they walk on two legs. They don't crawl, crawl around on all fours. So no. I, I don't know. I, I think it has potential. One thing that I really look forward to seeing, especially if they're going to stick, look, based on what they've done, they tend to stick closely to the source material anyway. But one mm. thing I really think has the potential to be quite spectacular and exciting is uh, seeing the scene when Prince John's castle is on fire. Yes, and that car- you know, and that castle burns, and there's that exciting escape. I think that's got lovely potential, actually, to be quite visually yeah. spectacular. But Definitely. yeah, no, that, look, they. I mean, I, I'll be disappointed if they try to uh, make them more like natural animals. If that makes sense, if yeah. they do put them on all fours and things like that, they have to humanize yeah. them as much as possible. 
exactly. I mean, look, but one could also argue if you are literally just going to make it shot for shot, frame for frame, what's the point? So uh, mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm in two minds about it, but I, yeah. I'm, I'm curious about it enough that a little bit of excitement to see mm. it, I suppose. Maybe, maybe just a little bit. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I like when I when I heard about when I first heard this come up, I wasn't happy about it because it's such an iconic original film that a lot of you know a lot of adults would have like now adults would have grown up with as a kid. Absolutely. So, and would definitely be introducing it to their own children. Um, because I would if I had children, because I've got the Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put her on repeat. I'd rather I'd rather the songs from Robin Hood than songs from today's Disney films. To be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah, get the kids to repeat those songs. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, look, just a little wary, but we'll see what happens. Let's just see how they decide to create it. Um, yeah. And I think that's probably all I want to talk about in terms of uh, nerdy news. And I think we've uh, touched on everything uh, as we went. Yeah. So let's jump straight over to the trailer park. Let's go there. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeehaw. Trailer park time. Mm-hmm. Wayne, which trailer would you like to talk about first? Well, the first one we saw was Extraction. Yes. So this is a Netflix action caper with it the is. gorgeous Chris Hemsworth in the oh, lead role. Yes. yes. It's a macho action hero role. Definitely, uh, yeah. Look, it's this it's the sort of film where it's one man versus multiple maybe versus even an army <laughs> yeah pretty much gets rid That's of what everyone it looks like. yeah gets rid of everyone in sight and uh you know does and doesn't break a sweat uh yeah. it's it's sort of like in the same spirit of the rambo films and the taken films <laughs> so i'm on board <laughs> <laughs> of course you would I'm and you know bo- what's you know what's so what's great about this particular trailer yeah. He's actually using his own accent now. <laughs> I mean, He's look, Australian. This, yeah, look, this one here, I have to say, with the trailer, though, it went for about three minutes. It showed a lot. Uh, for did, me, yeah. it showed way too much. I didn't need yeah. to see this much because I want to be excited and surprised when I actually well, see, watch it. Well, see, that's the thing. It's, it's a three-minute three trailer. The movie is just under two hours, though. Yeah. So we've, you know, we've seen a portion of it. We're like, we get it. You know what I mean? You could have sold the story in a minute because let's face it, there's not going to be much of a story here. Mm. It's an endless shoot 'em up essentially. Uh, Look, pretty much. Leave your brain at the door, grab some popcorn, throw on Netflix, put your feet up, enjoy the ride. Uh, and I'm and I'm all for that. It's I think it's going to just be excessively violent escapism, um, yeah. And for the action genre. This looks like it's ticking all the boxes. It's working within a framework. Uh, it, it's a genre that I like. I've been watching the Rambo franchise, uh, been revisiting that, been really loving it. I'm actually in the middle mm-hmm. of the Taken franchise as well, watching those for the first time. Yeah. Enjoying them. Uh, so, look, I do like these sorts of films, but uh, how about yourself, Fully? That's a far departure from Disney Fair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very much so. Um, look, I'm not very keen on this particular film. I'm not a huge fan of 
these type of action films. Mm. Um, look, I know Chris Hemsworth's in this one, but there's a few. Uh, there's a lot of other films that I haven't seen of his. Um, so uh, I would forgive myself if I didn't see this one. <laughs> <laughs> you can um, let it pass. Yeah. Yeah, I can let it pass. Look, I'm just sort of I'm reading on the the short synopsis they've got on IMDb. Um, it says Tyler Rake, a fearless black market mercenary, embarks on the most deadly extraction of his career when he's enlisted to rescue the kidnapped son of an imprisoned international crime lord. Um, so yeah, probably a little bit too much action for my liking. Um, you know, I think it's sort of going towards the sort of thriller almost. Um, could do. And it's rated and it's rated R, so it's going to be really full on. <laughs> Let's go. Let's yeah. go. So Yo, you're, you're going to love it for sure. It's directed by Sa- Sam Hargraven, writers, the Russo brothers. Right. <laughs> That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, so so yes. when, when are we streaming this one? Okay, so everyone else can see Extraction on the 24th of April on Netflix. Right, so not too far away. No, no, so a couple of weeks. Cool, I'll let you know. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let you know. All right, yes. So our next trailer that we have here today is How to Build a Girl. Mm. What were your thoughts, Wayne? Look, it's a quirky British film. Yes. Um, it's coming of age, self-discovery, that sort of thing. Yes. Um, I feel like that the protagonist and the overall sense of humor of this movie, it's going to go, it's going to go one of two ways. Uh, mm-hmm. going to be either, you know, endearing and charming. Yeah. So you'll love the protagonist. You'll love the sense of humor or, um, the humor could be a bit too much, too forced, a bit too try hard. And this protagonist has the potential of being incredibly annoying. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, So for me, uh, I was like, oh, yeah, this, you know, looks a little interesting. Um, Is it on the top of my list? No. Um, Am I going to rush out to see it? No. Um, But if I come across it, will I flick it on? Sure. But... (laughs) Yeah, it's for me. It's very middle of the range type type uh, yeah. type of type of film for me. Again, it just it shows a lot in terms of its style of humor and yep. who this protagonist is. And I just feel like it may have an element of forced humor. Yeah. Like, look how funny I am! I'm trying really hard to be funny. Um, if it's not, then it's going to be really good. Because okay. the message of it and the way it's going about it seems quite yeah. endearing. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. did you think, Fulia? Um, I didn't mind it. Um, it's 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 sort of like something that I would have liked to have done when I was growing up, but obviously I couldn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, she's she just she wants to she wants to be a little bit more popular. She wants to find you know a guy just to you know have fun with. Um, you know, she's changed her appearance to feel different and then she starts to act differently as well. So she's not really being herself anymore. She's being someone else. She does um, have a moment, though, in the trailer yeah, uh, where it's kind of like, well, you know, the good thing about doing this is that if you're not overly happy or 100% with it, you can always just reset it. 
Yeah, exactly. Which is which was a really nice sort of message in that as well. The fact mm. that if you don't like this particular person, you can change yourself to a different person. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, um, and you know, it's it it seems like a really interesting story, um, but probably not something that I would watch. Um, it's apparently a comedy. <laughs> Uh, there wasn't a lot of comedic scenes that I saw in the trailer, so maybe they've left the really good stuff in the actual film itself. Well, I don't know about that, Fuller. You know how I was saying that, like, the style will either mm. win you over or not, and mm. it could come across as forced? Now, for, yeah. a, for a comedy, if that's what you're selling it as, you generally yeah. want to put the best gags in the trailer. Well, that's true. And if they're so, the best gags... <laughs> yeah, but you're right. That's why I was kind of like, it can go either way. And yeah. for me, very middle of the road for me. Um, mm. I, I I don't particularly think it's going to be one where all, all of the jokes land. And sh- yeah, I think the protagonist might be really annoying. <laughs> I, I feel yeah, like there, there is an element <laughs> of forced humour here. I'd love to be wrong because I like the message of it. Um, yeah, in terms yeah. of... You control your identity. You reinvent yourself. You don't exactly. have to conform, um, even though yeah. that's what it might appear like that she's doing. Mm. But she the knows other... that she is control of that. Yeah, exactly. So, I the, mean, other, I, the other yeah. thing that I actually found in, in the trailer was that she starts off as being this real introvert and then she all of a sudden, because she's changed her appearance, it's changed her personality completely to be more extroverted. Yeah, the only thing I would be concerned about is if it's one of those whole things about sort of like a follows down the Pygmalion approach, um, which was the story basis for Pretty Woman, if that gives you a more contemporary example yeah. about how... You know, you have to make yourself beautiful on the outside for people to appreciate your inner beauty. Uh, yeah. You know, like that's that's a trope and that kind of feels a bit dated and tired now because there's yeah, still an true. objectification about it. Um, yeah, exactly. Gosh, but really, I discussing, this this... Trailer, discussing this trailer more makes me want to go like, no, I think trust my gut and go, <laughs> it's crap, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, the other thing is like even if you, do, if you, change, your, if you change your outside – then you'll feel more confident as well. So maybe that's another message that comes through. Like you can always make yourself feel confident by changing your look a little bit. Um, so which sometimes which sometimes which sometimes works, but not always. Yeah. So people shouldn't uh, accept you for who you are until you conform to their expectations, and then they'll see you're nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when are we seeing? How to build a girl, or are we seeing it? <laughs> uh, well, look, in the States, it's going to be through a digital platform or on demand on the 8th of May, and in the UK, the 3rd of July, and in Australia, it probably does not matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, the final trailer mm-hmm. was for The Trip to Greece. Okay, I think this was my favourite of the three. Tell us about it. Okay, so this is pretty much about two middle-aged men who decide to go on a, you know, a final sort of trip together 
to me, it looked like a culinary a culinary journey. Yes. Because they're going around Greece and ta- eating all these different types of food. You see so many different shots of you know dishes being prepared for them, and them sitting down and eating and chatting away. Um, I'm. I. It looks. It looks funny as well because. Um, well, they're British for one, and <laughs> they're. Um, They've got these two main actors are amazing, and it's uh, Rob Brydon and uh, oh, who's the other guy? Steve um, Coogan. Steve Coogan, that's the one. And <laughs> those two together, like I know Rob Brydon is pretty funny. Um, I've seen him in you know previous uh, previous uh, movies that he's been in, um, and he's he can be pretty funny. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, I like the look of this one, to be honest. What about you, Wayne? Uh, this one didn't really do much for me. So no? I haven't seen, this is the fourth installment in this series. Yeah. And I haven't seen the previous three. I know of them, but they don't really appeal to me. Um, okay. so this trailer didn't really excite me. I mean, look, I can see the appeal of fans of Rob Brydon and Steve Coogan. As well, mm-hmm. I mean, they're charming, charming men. They've got wonderful rapport. They seem like really great friends. That enthusiasm translates well on screen. Uh, yeah. But it's probably more for fans of them, and it's also one for lovers of food and travel, like who people who who really love food and travel. Um, yes, this isn't one that I'm going to rush to see, and probably you know won't really <laughs> ever appear on my list. Um, at least though, unlike how to. How to build a girl. This looked interesting. It looked engaging. There was I could yes. see I could tell the story it was telling. I could I, I know what sort of film it's going to be. So it's a really yeah. successful trailer in that regard. Um mm. so yeah, look, not the sort of film that I, I can see myself uh watching, but I do feel that for fans of the previous entries and for fans of food and travel, this is one that needs to be seen. I think it'll I think you'll get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Uh, but yeah, yes. just just not my type of movie. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, but uh, you'll be watching it. Yes, I'll I'll definitely be um, taking a a look at this, uh, especially since I love food and you know travel is definitely uh, always on my list to go and you know see different places and mm. I would love to be able to go and travel to Greece. It, it looks like a really very historical country that I'd love to be able to explore. Yeah. And anything by yep. the Mediterranean. Oh, Hello. yes, exactly. Gorgeous. <laughs> and mm. so you, so the people in the USA can see uh, the trip to Greece uh, uh, on digital and on demand on the 22nd of May. Okay, not too far away. No, no. Yeah, a few weeks away. <laughs> yeah. Nice one. So that <sighs> was the trailer park. It was. Okay, let's roll back on in then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now it's time to jump into a couple of quickie reviews. Quickie review. And our first quickie review is of a particular trailer that we watched last week. Hmm. And we decided we'll watch the movie this week since it came out this week. Yes. We what did. was that film, Wayne? It's called Love Wedding Repeat. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, by memory, Fulia, we didn't really think much of the trailer. No. And that should have said that should have told us. <laughs> should have told us what to expect. Yeah. Uh, look, essentially the the premise here is it's intriguing. It's a, it's a strong premise. Essentially, it's a it comedy is. of errors. So yeah, we've much. got a, a beautiful young lady named Haley. Uh, she's about to marry a very handsome Italian fella. Hello. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, and she is essentially um, trusting the day to run smoothly. Um, she's putting the faith of all of of the day's events to run smoothly in the hands of her gorgeous brother. Yeah, which so, is a big mistake. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, uh, and that well, not not to Jack's fault that that it was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Haley's no angel herself. And, no, no, that's true. Yeah, and so it's up to it's up to Jack to essentially put out small fires because there are tensions, there's awkwardness, there's a man yep. from the past, there's a secret, and he's also he's also got somebody he's eyeing off a, a beautiful young woman named Dina, who yes. he had an opportunity a few years earlier. To yes, hang out with. And someone ruined it for him. Someone ruined it. So now he's got his chance. But it's a bit hard because there's a lot of shenanigans going around him. So yes. this sounds incredibly fun. <laughs> the premise sounds incredibly fun, right? Yeah. It's from the writer of Death at a Funeral. So Dean Craig wrote Death at a Funeral, which I think is one of the most hilarious British comedies you will ever see. Okay. And it's similar in terms of you've got an event, in that case a funeral, where people mm-hmm. are grieving and they just want things to run smoothly. Yeah. Ain't going to happen. So chaos ensues at the funeral. Similar yep. here in terms of the wedding. Dean Craig's actually directed this film as well. And it's based on a French film called Seating Plan, which was released in 2012. I've not seen it, so I can't make comparisons. But I do know that French do comedies better. Yes. um, And tend to do them the best, I think. I think French comedies (laughs) tend to be the best in cinema. That is my personal opinion. Uh, Mm I'm not saying they don't have misses. They do. But, you know, there's a reason why so many particularly American and British films that we revere as classics, uh, they're, they're based on French films. Just, yeah. just It says a lot. Um, so, you know, the movie plods along. And then at one point, um, as our narrator says, well, look, you know, things are just essentially are like fate and chance. Anything could happen. And yes. we get to reset the event and That's see true. what would happen if... One place card was placed elsewhere. <laughs> and the difference that would make. And we get to see yes. it in different scenarios in Fast Forward, but only one of them yes. is truly played out as an alternative. So it's almost exactly. like Groundhog Day. Um, it's more akin to Sliding Doors, uh, if you've seen mm-hmm. that film with Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, it just that this does this film, Love Wedding Repeat, takes that scenario that's been done. Yeah. Takes the farcical comedy of errors that's been done, Mm -hmm. takes romantic comedies that have been done, so all of these established formulas and rules, and does not know what to do with it because it does it so badly. Yeah. This movie 
is so painfully boring. I could (laughs) not comprehend it. And although it goes for 100 minutes, so hour 40. Yes. Feels a lot longer. It does, doesn't it? It really does. (laughs) The characters are so unlikable. I don't want to spend any time with them. The humour, in inverted commas, is so forced. I think I chuckled about three times throughout the film. Yeah, same. Um, You know, you've got the shenanigans going around and you've got the beautiful um, scenery, the beautiful location, the beautiful music as this contrast. So, I mean, I can see the message there, what looks beautiful and perfect because weddings all look like fairy tales, but underneath <laughs> it's chaos. It's kind of like yeah. the, 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 the metaphor, I suppose, of, of a swimming duck. So, yeah. you know, you see a duck and it looks graceful above water. <laughs> But underneath, yeah. the, the legs are paddling and, and just yeah. to, to frantically, just to, to get it to glide across the water. So, you know, it's presenting that. So, again, this film has so much potential. Um, yes. But, look, um, so Sam Clayton as Jack, absolutely loved him. I thought he was gorgeous. Uh, an yeah. absolute stunning person, but really talented, quite likeable. I believed his relationship with Eleanor Tomlinson, who played his sister Haley. I thought they had a yeah. they had a lovely relationship, lovely they did. rapport. Yeah, Olivia Munn as Dina, the object of his desires and affection, if you will. Yeah, I thought she was nice. I thought uh, she responded to the comedic elements really well. She had some great liners there, and mm-hmm. uh, I also liked Jack Farthing, who played Mark, who played. Haley's one night stand. Um, oh yes, is, the ex. Yes, yeah, like who's a cokehead. Um, I yeah. thought he was he was fun shenanigans in there. Uh, you yeah. know, the character isn't fully fleshed out. He's just there to cause trouble. But I think uh, Jack Farthing did really well with that. And I also liked uh, Alan Mustafa as well as Chaz. Uh, oh my was... god, he was. I couldn't stand him. <laughs> I I actually really liked him. I I I could sympathise with him, and uh, I thought he did he did well. He's got so many insecurities. I like that. Oh. Essentially, Chaz and Jack have a my dick is bigger than your dick um, <laughs> battle out while keeping their flies zipped up, and it's all about uh, Chaz's insecurities. So there were moments yeah. of characters yeah. that was really good. Um, I didn't think much of um, of the characters of Rebecca and Amanda. Again, found them quite annoying. Um, Sydney, so the man oh in the kilt. Oh, my God. He was such a drag. I just thought, I go, I know what his, his character's purpose is. It's to be that awkward character who, yeah. you know, and we've supposed to, we're supposed to like him because we're, he's awkward. We're supposed to like him because his awkwardness is funny. Absolutely not. One of the most unlikable, unrelatable, uh, annoying, grotesque characters. This film is full of ugly characters. Yes, I've mentioned a few highlights. Yes, there are some great performances here. Um, So it's not a total write-off, but... I, I just thought that this... I thought this film was abominable. It's a waste of the talent that is available. But oh so... It is just... I can't begin to tell you how yeah. painfully unfunny this movie is. It this tries was, it, so hard. It was such an... It was such an awkward film to watch. 
I felt really awkward watching it because of the humor they were trying to push through. But For you... me, was uncomfortable. Do you know what though, Fulia? <laughs> like a lot of it is dirty jokes and dirty humor, like sex gags, penis jokes, and yeah. stuff like that, right? Now look. I'm not a prude. I, I, time and place for that, right? Yeah. I enjoy that. I've even got it in my own creative work, right? Like, so I know, yes. you know, I feel like I know how to use them to affect. Yes, yes. This film doesn't know how to use them. For example, we've got a very posh and refined narrator. Mm. And they give her vulgar language. Now, yeah. I know the purpose of that. It's because, oh my gosh, someone who is so classy and fine shouldn't be saying naughty words. Like, haha, like, that's the purpose of it. Even that falls flat and feels try hard. It's so badly executed. It's so badly done. I've been reading reviews about this film this morning. It's been pretty much universally panned by critics. Variety gave it a glowing review. Variety, the leading authority really? on entertainment, news, and reviews, gave it a You're glowing kidding. review. Shame wow. on you, Variety. Shame on you, my friends. What movie were they watching? <laughs> uh, exactly. They're like, oh, it's so. I'm like, just, you know, oh, just like, shame on you. I, I, did Netflix pay you or whatever? Like, I don't know. Um, yeah. Th- this movie is so bad. Fulia, I've been ranting and ranting and ranting for about, like, what feels like 50 minutes <laughs> on this atrocious <laughs> abomination, this crime against filmmaking. Um, and sadly, it is not the worst film I've ever seen. We all know what some of no. those are. We talked about them a few episodes ago. But yeah. please, shut me up. Talk to me. I pretty much agree with everything you've just said. Like, there's not a lot more that I can really elaborate on. Um, for Like I said before, this is such an awkward type of comedy. It's not the type of comedy film that I would necessarily watch, um, especially because the humor in this film was really, really bad. Um, so for me, I felt very uncomfortable with a lot of the jokes that they were trying to land. And... I just, yeah, I, I kid you not, I was cringing for three quarters of the film. Um, I enjoyed the last sort of third, like the last act where they changed the um, positioning of the place card. So that final little bit, um, how it ended nicely, mm. um, for me was probably the, the better part of the film. But the rest of it for me was just mumbo-jumbo type of just uncomfortableness. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't believe Netflix picked this up for distribution, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. They, they must have gotten a good deal. But, look, it's out there in the world. What would you yeah. give this movie out of five? Oh, man. I, I'd i give it a two hmm. out of five, to be honest. Like, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't terrible, but it, it just wasn't that great either. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, for me, I could draw some positives out of it. The, those particular actors that I had mentioned before, uh, yeah. I thought did really well. Unfortunately, they're counteracted by horrendous uh, characters, just really ugly, unlikable characters. So yeah. they have to work. The, the the ones that I did like seem to have to work really hard to get keep my attention. Um, I found yeah. the film to be quite boring. Uh, by the halfway mark, you know, 45-minute mark, I really wanted to just throw this in. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it 
dragged. It was so un- it was so unfunny. It it. Has... I messaged you thirty minutes into the film, and I was watching it. Yes. saying you know this. What am I watching? Why am I still watching this? No, absolutely. Yeah, no. I and when I'd seen the film, I absolutely understood where you were coming I from. <laughs> um, but look again, it does have some positives. Yeah. Uh, some good performances here. Uh, the scenery is absolutely beautiful. The production values are really good. Uh, yeah. But that can't be enough for me to recommend this movie. No, uh, no. Please don't watch it. It is. No, atro- don't bother. It, it, it is atrocious. Uh, watch one- something else. <laughs> yes. Uh, one out of five. It's. Yeah. yeah. It's. No, it, it is. It is not a good movie. It's really dull. Oh, my yeah, God. So, so boring. Yes, so so I suffered through that movie this week. That was yes. actually the the low point of my viewing this oh, yeah. week. Uh, but Fulia, <laughs> you, you you watched something else, and it was yes, a different. I did. You watched it. You streamed something, but it yes, wasn't a I movie. Did. No, and it wasn't a it TV was a, series. No, it wasn't. It was a theater production. Hello, talk to us. <laughs> talk to me about so, it. So, okay. This is a theatre production um, brought to you by the amazing people at National Theatre and they decided to create a YouTube channel called National Theatre at Home Mm. and they've decided to put up uh, uh, productions that they have filmed in the past online for everyone in the world to stream. Yes. And the one that I got to see was called uh, One Man, Two Governors. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Now, I don't, want, a... I, I don't want spoilers for you. I don't no, want spoilers. No. I want you to see this. You're going to love it. <laughs> okay. So, go for it. It is a riot. <laughs> <laughs> it is so much fun. Um, I'm, I've never been a huge fan of James Corden myself. Um, especially since he's gotten his own show in New York. So, he's... He's the stuff, the comedy that he does now is a, not sort of my favorite, but watching him as a performer on stage doing physical comedy like this was so much fun. It was just amazing to see his talents in stage theater. Um, there are some characters in this particular show that were a lot of fun to watch as well. Mm. Um, and uh, I won't like. I'm not gonna say much about it, but this show specifically is a full-on physical comedy type of um, stage production, and the uh, physical comedy I think coordinator, um, he's done a really good job. Yeah, at it. <laughs> he's so, done a wonderful job. So this one was uh, the West End production of the show. Is that right? Um, I imagine if it's National Theatre, it would be West End. I I think so. Yeah. Yeah, so, I think so. Yeah. Well, he actually, I've just been looking looking it up here. And yeah. uh, I've seen that, uh, you know, he took the, he was a part of the Broadway production of this show. And he yeah. actually won the Tony Award for Best Actor in a Play for his for his Broadway performance. Uh, J- James Corden? James Corden, yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, the Tonys loved him too. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So one man, two governors, essentially it's about 
a lower class man who ends up working for two people. And what mm-hmm. and they and I don't know what I'm not quite sure what a governor does. And it was <laughs> it's it's sort of set in the sixties, so it's a period piece. Right. Um but so he's essentially been employed by two different governors and I think I think he kind of reminded me like he's a personal assistant type of thing. Yeah. Uh, or like a secretary, if you will. Okay. Um, yeah. But he's, he has to make sure that neither of them find out that he's been employed by the other. Okay. <laughs> and so he's essentially doing all these little jobs and tasks for them. And But the problem is he's not very good at remembering things. He's, <laughs> he gets confused very easily. Right. Which makes it even more hilarious because a lot of the gags that happen throughout the show, it's because he's confused one particular job for the other per- for the other governor. Oh, okay. But it it kind of sort of works itself out in the end, though. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be all right on the night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, this is and this is another thing that I will mention. I've never actually seen this before. Um, in a major theatre production like this, they have audience participation. Wow. They do, yeah. <laughs> Two words that give me absolute shivers when I sit down to a play. <laughs> Eight audience participation. Yeah. yeah, so you don't you don't particularly want to be in the front row for this show. <laughs> yeah, okay, I get that. I get that. <laughs> Don't, but, don't get me wrong. When I write a play, I don't mind if there's a bit of audience interaction. Yeah. But not particip- <laughs> but I, I won't no torture anyone by going participation. <laughs> yeah. So they do get they do get a few people up on stage for different scenes. Um, one of which is pretty full on, but I won't spoil that. Oh, okay. Um, I'm curious. Yeah. Can't wait to see this now. <laughs> Can't wait. So, fully, what would what would you give? What would oh, you give? Man. One man, two governors out of five. I would so give this a five out of five. I want Whoa. to watch it again. That's, that's endorsement. <laughs> that's endorsement. That it is so much fun. And I had, I my I was laughing so much I cried. <laughs> so uh, if if uh, one man two governors plays in Melbourne when things get back to normal for us because we are the culture capital of Australia and we have yes. a lot of wonderful plays. If this happens to be one of them, will you be there front row? Oh my goodness, I would totally be there front row. <laughs> front row and get pulled up on stage? Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> oh right. man. Well, I'm glad it, you well, yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It sounds like a, uh, a it's a huge endorsement, so yeah. I'm going to up that no, on trust, my list too, I think. Me. You are you are going to enjoy it. <laughs> love it. Love it. Oh goodness. I think that's that's it for the quickie reviews. <laughs> Absolutely, the not so quickie reviews. But yeah, <laughs> our ironic quickie yes. reviews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're doing it right. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, now it is time for popcorn culture. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Let's popcorn so, culture. Now that we, uh, now that I have talked about one particular theatre show that I have seen online, we are going to be discussing theatre productions we want to see being streamed online. <laughs> yes, I certainly do. 
Yes. So, Wayne, yes. what would your picks be? Well, I had to think about the, um, I guess, the shows I've already seen. Um, because, I mean, look, there's shows, I suppose, that you go, oh, you know, I've never seen, but that would be cool to watch. Uh, yeah. If there was a show, there's a sh- if I had to pick a show that I'm really curious to see uh, and that I was planning on seeing but couldn't because of uh, current circumstances would be mm-hmm. American Psycho, uh, ah. the musical. Okay, interesting. <laughs> yeah, so that was going to play uh, in Melbourne, but obviously yep. it has had to be shut down. I was umming and ahhing and, and thing to see, but it got like, you know, greater, great reviews and I'm a fan of the, of the, of the movie. Uh, haven't yep. read the book, read bits of the book, but haven't read the book that it's based on. Uh, but I think the movie is really good. There's a, a wicked sense of humour to it. And apparently the, the play is really good as well. So, yep. you know, it's like somebody who likes horror movies. Uh, um, I would happily uh, see a horror story on stage and uh, make it a oh, musical. Nice. Why not? Um, <laughs> if I had to think about uh, musicals that I have seen already that I would love to yep. see again, and mm-hmm. see them streamed and think that other people should watch it as should get the opportunity to see them as well. Um, yeah. It would have to be Come From Away. Okay. Uh, yes, which I saw earlier this year, about actually about like three or four days before yeah. theatres were closed in Melbourne. Okay. So just made it. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, Come From Away is an absolutely stunning Musical. It is by far one of the greatest shows I have ever seen. Every human being who can afford to see it should see yeah. it. Uh, it is returning to Melbourne in January next year uh, to awesome. finish off the season that it didn't get to finish off this year. Um, yeah. Please watch it. Absolutely watch it. It is absolutely wonderful. And it's about a small town that has to cater for... Uh, I think it's like 38 planes uh, that get grounded there because... Oh, wow. Yes, because all the airlines in the world are grounded when um, there are terrorist attacks in New York and all airspace has to shut down and all... Uh, yeah, and so all of these planes... So it's kind of based on a true story type thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it absolutely is based okay. on a true story. And it's about yeah. how this small town that no one's ever heard of, <laughs> called Gandar, <laughs> um, has to house uh, about 38 planes worth of people. So it's like, you know, wow. about like, what, 600 people. Uh, it almost lot. doubles the town population just by having these planes yeah. arrive. And yeah. the way that... The, the town bands together to help these people out. Strangers from all over the world, people who have come from away and yeah. get embraced by the community and under such terrible circumstances. Uh, wow. The music is amazing. It's a comedy drama. So yeah. when it is funny, it is absolutely hilarious. When it <laughs> is, when it's dramatic, it is touching and tragic. Um, yep. It is such a beautiful production, and I can see why it was so popular. I can see why its season went on forever, why it's won yep. so many awards, and why it's so acclaimed. Come from away, I would love, love, love to see streamed. I think again, everyone should get the opportunity to watch this. And I'm pegging it will be turned into a film soon. It just needs to be. It is so damn good. Yeah. Um, and also, it only goes for about an hour and a half, so it's the only musical I've seen on stage that doesn't have an interval. 
it's oh, just interesting. one, you know, it might be, it's, you know, you could still argue it's a two act play, but it's just presented yeah. in one sitting and time yeah, yeah. flies. It's so good. Um, Another show I'd love to see streamed was a show that I had a lot of fun with when I watched it, and that was Wicked, the uh, mid-equal sequel (laughs) to The Wizard of Oz. Um, Yeah, that's one of the the ones that I actually wanted to see but never got a chance to, so I'd love to be able to see that uh, streamed online. Yeah, I'd I'd highly recommend it. The music is fantastic. The way that we see the origins of... The uh, Wicked Witch of the West, of the Scarecrow, of the Lion, of the Tin Man. We all get to see their origins, how they yeah. came to be, how they how they were in The Wizard of Oz. And it's so wonderful. It is so funny and gorgeous. And if you're a fan of The Wizard of Oz, you will absolutely love everything about Wicked. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> um, another uh, theatre piece that I would love to see streamed was King Kong, the musical. Oh yeah, that came. What, it was a while ago. Quite that, a few years here. ago, yeah. No, quite yeah. a few years ago, yeah. Probably about seven or eight years ago, I'd say, fully. Yeah, think. Some, yeah. Some, around there, yeah. Yeah, and King Kong was the first big stage production I saw um, as an adult, and before then hadn't ah. really seen much theatre, and yeah. I just not only fell in love with the show itself, but it, it made me go, I need to see more theatre, more live theatre, more musical theatre. <laughs> and King Kong was absolutely gorgeous. Um, the puppetry was amazing. Um, for somebody yeah. who loves the character of King Kong and loves the films that he is in, I yeah. took such delight in seeing this original story take from <laughs> three films. So the original black and white film, the 1970s cartoonish remake and the Peter Jackson the Peter Jackson epic, all elements yeah. from all three of those films were in the play, but it was still an original piece in its own right, but it still told familiar <laughs> stories. Um, yeah. I loved, loved, loved it. And there's a magical moment, which I know doesn't mean anything when you're streaming, where um, King Kong rocks up because they hint a little bit, then they hint more, then they hint more. And then you've got this huge reveal where he rocks up and he's sniffing around the stage, which is the city, uh, or yeah. the set wherever he's in, and he sort of goes a bit forward, leans mm-hmm. in to the front row yeah. of the audience and sniffs at somebody in the front row of the audience. And I remember just <laughs> saying, I go, that is why you pay for front row seats. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, it's uh, and the songs are fantastic. All original music, fantastic. Um, they just tell this wonderful story. I love, love, love King Kong. I would absolutely go watch it again. I want to see it streamed. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I want to give an honourable mention to a show, which was my very first theatre show that I saw when I was seven years old. And yeah. I've not seen since. And it is Cats. And, oh, Cats! <laughs> and I feel like if we're going to see Cats on screen, it needs to be how it was intended and the yep. story that it was intended to tell. So I feel yes. like we need Cats properly. Yes. On our screens. The actual a... stage production, yes. Yes, through a streaming service. Uh, yes, I have not definitely. seen the film yet. We are saving no, no, no. that. Yes, uh, we are. <laughs> a group of us Some are of saving us aren't that. Looking forward to it. <laughs> yes, we're going to suffer together. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but in the meantime, let's have cats. Let's have the original and the best version of cats there is. Yeah, like yeah. I've been, I've been curious about um, the actual stage production of cats because I've, growing up, I have actually seen the like 
um, I think advertised on like uh, TV and stuff, mm. um, you know, for people to go and see it. Um, but now I'm just really curious about how it like how what that story is really about, and then not so keen to see the actual film. But you know, <laughs> yeah, no. And I have to say though, Cats itself has uh, one of the most beautiful ballads I have ever heard. So really the signature song in Cats is a song called Memory. Yes. And yes. yeah, Elaine Page uh, has the most famous rendition of it. And yep. the way she performs it uh, is absolutely heartbreaking. You can see her perform it on YouTube. So just literally type in Elaine Page Memory and you'll yep. see her in her in her costume. And and this is how you perform a ballad on stage. And she is just absolutely stunning. And it is such a heartbreaking song. Um, Yeah. And so, and that tells you that Cats is such a glorious production. Um, Yeah. Yes. And that's why Maxwell Sheffield should have taken it. (laughs) (laughs) He absolutely should have. He absolutely should have. And look, he should take solace. As Fran Fine tells him in one episode, that he should not be jealous of yes. Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> he should not feel threatened. And do you know why, Fulia? Why? Because, as Fran Fine tells the wonderful Maxwell Sheffield, at least people can buy and get tickets to see a Maxwell Sheffield show. <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber's shows they're sold out for months <laughs> for a reason <laughs> at least you can get a show to a, she- a-, a ticket to a-, to a Maxwell Sheffield show <laughs> yeah <laughs> I love that line it's so good <laughs> oh it's one of the funniest things I've ever heard Fully, yeah, they're my choices for theatre yes. productions I would love to see streamed online as yes. a side note, I also think people should uh, should stream some wonderful shows, such as Michael and Philip are getting married in the morning. Um, oh yes! I Shout think, out to I, us. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> there's a gorgeous show, uh, which is you know, look, not giving too many spoilers away, but we could call it a sequel called The Boy I Paid For. But that's mm. that's uh, that's nowhere to be seen. I don't know what happened with that. Uh, but what is available? <laughs> What is available is a is a gorgeous, gorgeous show that had audiences spitting their heads. Uh, it was called "Whatever Happened to Jeremy Baxter?" That's worth yes. that's worth sourcing. Um, and Definitely. If you, and if you like your your theatre independent, if you like it dark, if you like it a little bit quirky, there's also a great show called The Writer that you need to you oh, need to yes. check out. Um, but I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully these are available online somewhere because they're great shows. They are. So go check them out if you have the chance to. Yes. You've got all the time, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And look, may, maybe, maybe Fred the Alien Productions will be kind enough to share them again. Yeah. <laughs> Jump on the bandwagon. Why not? Definitely. <laughs> okay, now all I've right. had my shameless plug. Julia, back to you. Awesome. <laughs> okay, so um, some of the shows that I would love to see uh, online that I haven't seen myself specifically um is definitely wicked that's one of them Mm. um i've heard so much about it marie my best friend marie has seen it twice now she's loved it that much she absolutely adores the soundtrack yeah um 
uh, I've also wanted to go and see uh, Chicago. Mm. Um, I've, I've never had, like, I've never seen the film. I've never actually seen the theater production. So I'd love to be able to stream that and see, um, that film because, uh, I know one or two of the songs. Yeah. And I have to say, yeah, I've not seen it on stage and it was playing in Melbourne recently. Um, but I have to say the, uh, the movie is one of my favorite movie musicals of all time. It is so damn good. Uh, yeah. So you'll you'll enjoy it fully. And yeah, I'd yeah, like no, you. I'd like to. Yeah. I'd like to actually see it on stage. So next time it yeah. comes, we should go together. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, some of the shows that I'd like to see again: um, The Lion King, the mm. musical. Yeah. Oh, that was such a stunning show. I love the costumes. The the way that they've sort of put it to put it on stage. It was mind blowing the yeah. way they did it all. It was a beautiful yeah. show. I agree with it you. It was so good. Yeah. Um, another show that I have seen, I'd love to see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, although mm. I know that's not going to happen for a while um, <laughs> because they're still technically running um, in Melbourne until uh, probably the end of the year. But by the looks of things, I think it's been pushed back till next year. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was a, an amazing show that I want to go see again. Yes. I really I've, do. I've not seen that. I, I'm still, I mean, not, I mean, an R-ing. I will see it, but just trying yeah. to find the right time, the right date and the right seat location. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and also so, if I can justify spending 500 bucks <laughs> to watch a show. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's, it's, it, it's worth it. It really is. I know because, because it's such a long story, they put it into two parts. Mm. It, it does make it a bit more costly. Um, yes. but, it's definitely worth seeing their um, the the way they've choreographed all the magical elements of the story is just mind blowing. Nice. Um, you don't see anything sort like you don't you don't even notice how they're doing these things. So it feels like you real don't. magic. It really does, and that's what makes it so entertaining and just so uh, you know exciting. Because you can't see any sort of trap doors. You don't see people, you know, any sort of like cabling being moved around and stuff like that. So yeah. they've got they've got it choreographed down to a T, especially with lighting and all the different different special effects that sort of go hand in hand with it all. Yeah, yeah. Um, which make it work really well. And then it's as if you're watching a, like a cinema screen. Wow. Okay. It, it look. It, it really looks like real magic is happening in front of your eyes. <laughs> yeah. That's Definitely cool. worth watching. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'd love to be able to see that again. Um, what else? Um, Aladdin the the musical was was a lot of fun to watch as well. Okay. I'd love to. I'd love to see that one more time. Um, I'm just trying to think what other theater productions were there that I hadn't seen. Um. Uh, shout out to uh, my first ever theatre production that I saw, uh, when was it? 2014, I think it was. Okay. Uh, called, called Once. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that was a musical as well. It was, it's based on a, I think it's it's kind of like, I think it's an Irish town. Um, so, and the, the, the film is, it's actually based off its, of the film. Right. Um, which I, after watching the theatre production, I went and watched the actual movie itself. Um, 
It's actually not bad. I enjoyed it for the music. The music was a lot of fun to watch. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Definitely worth seeing. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing that online, just sort of to sort of remember, um, just to remember what the story was about. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the songs were a lot of fun to, to listen to. So, yeah, definitely uh, once. Um, oh, I can't think of any others. What 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 other what other shows have been out that I have that I should have seen? <laughs> well, fully, I actually think, um, putting in more independent theatre, I think you should have mm. actually gone and seen Wolf Creek the musical. <laughs> that was really Wolf good. Wolf Creek. No, I'm I'm good. I don't need the to, musical. I, need, I don't need Wolf Creek. <laughs> <laughs> that was no. really good. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was a lot of fun, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can't think of any other theater shows. Uh, no, oh, that's actually, okay. You know you've, you've seen them all. You've seen all the ones you wanted to I've, see. I've seen all. Yeah, pretty much. Um, one that has been going around on Broadway at the moment um, is Frozen. So Disney's Frozen, right? Um, and they're still running that show. I think. Well, I say running. Um, but they've changed their cast members now because they've run it for, I think, six months already. They're coming into a year now. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and the fact that they're actually supposed to bring it down to Sydney in Australia. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely love to see that uh, streamed online at some point. But okay. if it's coming down to Australia, then... It probably won't happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think. I think that's. I think that's it. Really. Can't what? really think of any others. No. That's well. You know, we won't know until they rock up. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But look, there's some great. Rec- there's some great uh, suggestions there. Hopefully, yes. we'll get to see all of those streaming online. Um, and hopefully, Ooh. hopefully, we'll have Ooh, theater I just, back I up just, and running. I just thought of one. Yes. Oh, what did you have I just thought one of one. Uh, Billy Elliot. Right. So, yes. Like, now, they, I saw Billy I, Elliot on stage. Yes, yes, yes. So, I think they're bringing it back again. Well, yes. Or beca- they already have. Well, no, it actually it was um, because uh, Billy Elliot was, is the last show I saw on theatre. Okay. So, it was currently playing um, when uh, theatres had to close down. So uh, okay. I saw I saw Billy Elliot on a Saturday afternoon. Yes. And Sunday night was the final show because it had to close uh, a week or two early. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yes. Yep. So yeah, it was it was currently running same time as Harry Potter, um, same time as Come From Away as well, and Shrek the Musical. Yeah. Um, and okay. Shrek the Musical looks horrendous, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I'm not wasting my money seeing that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, look, Billy Elliot is a good musical, uh, yeah, and I like it. I thought it was really good. Um, some of the some elements were padded out too much, like were unnecessary. Yeah, um, but a lot of it was done really, really well. Performances were absolutely fantastic. So okay. I did, I did enjoy it. Um, okay, for cool. me though, I am such a huge fan of the film. I love that movie yeah. so much um, mm. that. To just stream the show, not worth it. You might as yeah. it's better to see the show because just if you're just movie, streaming yeah. the show, you're like, I might as well be watching the movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Personally, yeah. because probably, yeah. but to go see it in with a with an audience 
to to be there and see the performers live on stage that adds to the experience and i think because billy elliot is such a perfect movie to mm. justify the show it needs to be seen live yeah yeah that's true they're my two cents yeah <laughs> um another one i just thought of um was uh hamilton I keep hearing mm. so many good things about Hamilton. Apparently, the soundtrack is amazing. Well, Hamilton is supposed to or was supposed to be playing in New South Wales. Uh, yes, Because that's true. Sydney made a big deal, as Sydney does, that they got Hamilton and Melbourne didn't. And it was like, wow, <laughs> for once, Melbourne didn't get a show. Well, it's like, yeah, we, might, we yeah. actually invest in our performing arts. Um, <laughs> but I think, but I think Hamilton is one worth doing a day trip. Well, more than a day trip, doing a road trip to Sydney to watch. Um, to I too actually it, yeah. wanted to see Hamilton because I think it looks fantastic. Yeah, it 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 sounds really interesting. Yeah, and I know that everybody in America is like raving about it, so mm. it must be good. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah, so that'll be another one that I'd like to see as well. Yeah, I'd love to see that one live though. Yes, yes, I'd like mm. to see it live. To um, to be honest, but mm. uh, you know, if 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 we're going to be waiting a while, why not have it on? Yeah, why <laughs> not? Actually, <laughs> why not? Why not have it streamed? I agree. I exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, I think that comes to an end of our popcorn culture yeah. conversation. Look, great topic. <laughs> some great suggestions there. Loved it. Loved yeah. some theatre. And if you can't yes. be there. In the theatre, at least have it in the comfort of your own home, I think. Exactly. Bring the theatre to you. <laughs> yes. So this is great that so many organisations are actually bringing theatre to, to the public because you know what? I think it's also great for people who generally can't afford to see theatre because it's not cheap going to the theatre, especially no, these not. big productions. Yeah. So exactly. whilst it took a pandemic, um, I think it was good of, of, uh, of certain companies to present Yes. Uh, present these shows, yeah. There is, uh, I'm not sure if it's worth mentioning because it probably won't be up anymore. Um, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar is currently up for people to watch. Yes. Uh, on YouTube. Not sure if by the time you listen to this, it'll still be up, but <laughs> see. <Yeah. laughs> Just check. <laughs> and it, it was the Arena Tour. This was a show that I that I saw when it came to Melbourne. And yeah. I fell in love with it. It has the greatest soundtrack. I've been listening to it all day today, actually, for you. Um, <laughs> and I absolutely adore it. And it's a more modernized take of the Christ story in his last few days before crucifixion. Uh, and yeah. Ben Forrester plays Jesus Christ. Tim Minchin plays Judas. And Melanie C. plays Mary Magdalene. And they are absolute mm. perfection. The songs are gorgeous. <laughs> uh, the staging is wonderful. The costume is incredible. Um, yes, love, love, love Jesus Christ Superstar. I've seen a few versions of it. Um, I, I, I love this. But I, the, the, it's a testament that the uh, music is so good that in the different versions it's being presented as, uh, you're just riveted by it because it's wonderful. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so if it is still available, watch it. If you can source yeah. it on DVD, which it is available on DVD and possibly Blu-ray, I'm not too sure, um, yeah. definitely uh, I, it is actually worth purchasing. I, I love Jesus Christ Superstar so much. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Highly recommended. Yes. Um. 
Okay, so what's up with Fred? Well, it looks like Fred's going to be showing and resharing some theatre shows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> by the sounds of it, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, look, this week there's a new Fred Watch podcast. Philip, mm-hmm. Kendall, and myself uh, review a wonderful movie called Duel. Ooh. And this is Steven Spielberg's first feature film. Ah, okay, cool. An absolute cult classic. And mm-hmm. I present it to Philip and Kendall uh, for the first time. So it's a movie I've seen plenty of times and absolutely love. No surprises there because it's Spielberg. And <laughs> um, yes, and it's uh, Philip and Kendall's first time watching it. So I don't know, Fulio. We'll see if they share my love for Spielberg's duel. That will be out on Thursday. Yes. Uh, so that's me. How about yourself? Well, uh, I'll be uh, I'll be putting up my uh, my Fred Watch review uh, at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, I've changed my mind <laughs> on a particular film I was supposed to review. Right. But so you didn't tell us what to watch the... something else. Yeah, I was gonna say you didn't tell us last time what the film would be. Are we gonna know yes. now, or are you not gonna tell us in case you change it again? <laughs> yeah. No, no, I think I've decided that this is going to be it. So okay. originally, originally, um, I was going to do Porco Rosso. Okay. Not seeing that one. Uh, no, it, it's it's a, it's an uh, underrated film, to be honest. It's actually pretty good. Um, but it can be, it's a little heavy on the, on the airplane action, the warfare type stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I was going to review it. Then I, as I was scrolling through the list of Studio Ghibli films on Netflix, I came across another one, <laughs> which I was curious about. So I watched it, and now I really want to review it. And I'm, I'm sure you're going to enjoy the title of this one. Ooh, what is I'm it? I'm not sure if you've seen it. Um, it's called The Cat Returns. <laughs> I have, I have seen it, and I you did have enjoy- seen it. Yes, I have, and I did enjoy it very much. And you are right. I love the title, and I really enjoyed the yes. film. I've only seen it once, though, so I look forward to your yeah, review. Yeah. Uh, and after yeah. your review, I think I'll go back and watch it again. And watch it again. <laughs> it's a very interesting film. I was not expecting it to be what it was. <laughs> yeah, which is the best sort of film, really. Yes, yes. Uh. <laughs> so um, definitely, so that'll be the uh, film that I'll be reviewing in this month's Fred Watch Studio Ghibli edition. Nice one. Can't um, wait for that. Yeah. Um, not much else happening, to be honest. Um, no, not really. We're all in our corners, really. Yeah. I mean, look, Kendall's got a wonderful video for Collectible Chaos. And yes, that's up. the yeah. accompanying podcast as well. Have a watch, have a listen. They're fantastic. Definitely. A yes. wonderful topic about uh, yes. female-led films. And there's some corkers in there that she's picked. Wonderful choices, Kendall. Um, yes, And definitely. also the monthly is still out. The monthly, yes, that's that's up uh, and ready for everybody to go and listen. You all have the time. Go and do it. Do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> I've had to catch up on some of my own, like my own uh, podcasts that I've that I'm subscribed to. I haven't been listening to podcasts as much as I used to because usually I listen to them while I drive. Yes. <laughs> I don't usually listen to them at home. So yeah. now I'm like trying to find times where I can actually listen to it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's amazing how you go, well, you know, because I associate this activity with this activity, uh, yeah. when you can no longer do one, the other just automatically disappears. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I feel <laughs> you. Much. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, I, I, think that's, I think that's it for us at Fred. I think that's a wrap. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was a podcast, was a podcast called, called, called Fred. Fred. Yeah. <laughs> Episode 112 slash 200 in the new money. Woohoo! <laughs> so remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for future podcasts from Fred the Alien. Follow us on our SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple podcasts. For Fred the Alien merchandise, go to our website, fredthealienproductions.com, and follow the link to our Redbubble. You can get apparel, home decor, bags, and stationery. With our own unique Fred the Alien designs by our talented team, Unibums, Incompetent Gamers, our live stage shows, and more. Hey, Fulia, that was a Fred Plugs. That sure was. I've been a Fulia Cantaramajer. I've been a Wayne Cellini, and you've and just, you experienced just experienced a podcast, podcast called, called Fred. Fred. <laughs> we did better this time. <laughs> You gotta love these two different studios, hey? You gotta love it. Right. <laughs> oh my goodness, that sinking that's gonna be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Glad I'm not editing. Glad I'm not editing. Look, yeah. while you're at home, make sure you're getting your culinary skills up. Remember yes. to eat beef. Master Remember Chef is to back eat all on. The food. Yes. Master Chef tomorrow. Yes. Well, tonight, technically. Do it. <laughs> Fully and I will oh be watching Master Chef tonight. Please join us because we will be discussing it, no doubt, next week. Hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> Cannot go without reviewing the first week's episodes. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Kendall, get better soon, my dear. We hope we to hear your beautiful you. voice again. Yes. And, and see. see.